I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Danita. So nice to be chatting with you today. I have missed you. I'm happy to be on the call with you. It's always the highlight of whatever it is, my week, my month, my day. I'm like, it's Danita day. Let's go. (laughs) Let's hit it. And what do we get to talk about? Today, we're talking about why do people cheat and why do people stay with the cheater? Is it not the tale as old as time? I think everyone asks the question at some point in their life. What's your line on cheating? My line on cheating, this has just been with me for a long time. It's just been one of my non-negotiables forever. If I'm to be cheated on, I will exit that relationship. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's just how it is for me personally. I get it. And you know what? I have that non-negotiable within myself, or I thought I did. And then I didn't. Then it was like, I was cheated on. Oh, I was cheated on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but then you stayed. Is that what you're saying? I did, Jen. So I was about 26 years old and it feels very, I feel very naive in that sense now of the whole relationship and how it all played out. We were in a relationship. I found a condom on the floor. Oh no. Yeah. That was not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was not used with. Yes. Yes. And then I ignored that sign. Did you? I did. I was like, oh, that must have been from someone else. Like, who? (laughs) (laughs) That's what your mind told you, though. That's what my mind told me. Yep. A couple of years later, everyone that I knew knew that this happened and was going down. It was still going on? It was still going on. Yeah. On and off with different people. And then my cousin actually one night just said it. I knew. I knew. I knew that this had been going on. I left that night. I left my partner at the time that for the night. And then the next day I got in the car with him. We were actually on vacation when this happened. And I drove with him to his sister's place. We talked the whole way and he shared his story and all this stuff. And I just kind of let it be. I didn't feel much at the time. I think I was pretty numb, but I stayed with him. Did she have a valid reason in your mind, at least? No. Gosh, no, not at all. 100% this had to do with me. There was a couple different things. One, my self-worth at the time wasn't the best. And I don't know that I actually cared enough about the relationship one way or the other. That's fair. I also thought like, well, maybe this is it. Like, maybe this is the best that I'm going to get. It's fine. We had a lot of fun together. And then the other one was I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that this had happened and everyone knew. And I felt that by staying in the relationship, that somehow my embarrassment would be less. Interesting. Completely 
paradoxical thinking to what anyone else would think. Like, who's the person that should actually be humiliated? Well, he should be. Right. Well, no, but of course you would be too, just because everyone knew. Now, can I ask one question? When he explained the story and you said you were going to stay, did he say he was going to stop cheating on you? Was that part of your conversation? Part of the conversation was that, was he going to stop cheating? I don't think I ever asked him that. This was the reason. And that was that. And how long did you stay together? So what happened is it wasn't the best at that point. He actually broke his back. So then when he broke his back, I was like, okay, I'll stay and help him. Our relationship got better, I would say, after that for a little bit. And then really it just kind of off again, on again after that for a long time. Well, it probably got better because he couldn't get up and go cheat on you. (laughs) I found out a couple of years later that, you know, that website, Ashley Madison. Yes. Yeah. He was on it. It is a website for those that are in relationships to go ahead and find others outside of their relationship. I know now there's a lot of things that I hear about ethically non-monogamous relationships. So this like, to me, this is like a term. It's like, I understand that I feel like there's like respect on both sides and everyone is privy to what's going on. And they've given consent for people within the relationship to have other relationships. However, in the Ashley Madison days or in your situation or others, when someone's like cheated on, this is not, there's not mutual consent. I truly believe that if you want to have an open relationship and both partners are understanding of the boundaries that you've created together and are very clear with each other and can communicate openly about it, then all the power to you. But it is when you're in a monogamous relationship and someone takes it upon themselves to go outside the relationship. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people do it. A lack of satisfaction, or you could be bored after years. You want some thrill and novelty. But then we can get in some deeper things like emotional disconnect. When you and your partner are no longer connecting for whatever reason. The other one is you might have low self-esteem. So you go outside the relationship to try to fill this void that you have about your own levels of self-esteem. And then it can be like, if your partner has done something to you that isn't necessarily cheating or, or an affair, you might see an affair or cheating as a way to get some revenge and retaliate against them and really hurt them in the same capacity that they hurt you. I have a question to you that, that I've had for so long. How come people don't just respectfully close it out and then move on? I don't know what it is, but in my heart or my mind, I think obviously that's the most fair thing to do. And it helps everyone from immense heartbreak. Like why? Why the cheating? Why stepping out? Why not just be straight with someone, close it out and then move on? I I can never figure that out. I often ask myself the same thing. Why aren't people doing this? I think a big one is fear of change and being alone. So they might actually truly like their family, if it's a family situation. They might like their partner, but they're not satisfied. And so they look outside of it. They think that if they're open with their partner, that the relationship's going to end, which probably it will, and then they're going to be alone. The other one is this pressure to maintain appearances. You might have your family unit if we're talking families, and you're supposed to uphold this unit and be this perfect unit. And that's what you want the world to see. But that's not what it truly is. And so you cheat and have an affair and have your extracurricular activities while maintaining the appearance of a perfect family life. 
That one I think is truly resonates with me and happens a lot. And this is actually the reasons why women in particular stay with their spouse. Fear of being alone, pressure to maintain appearances. The other one might be is that you have the family and you have the shared history. If you've been with someone for 20 years, like you don't know how to leave them. You don't even know how to start fresh. You don't even know who you are. Exactly. Without that person and that family and that relationship. So I actually, I've seen a bunch of clients where they've gotten a divorce after say 40 years of being together. They're ready to try something new, but their dating maturity is around 40 years earlier. Like the time that they first started dating because they've never went on a date since their 20s or their teens. And then they're 55. And they're like, well, the last time I went on a date was when I was 15 years old. Wow. Times have changed. <laughs> Times have changed. And, you know, you're back in this new ball game that you've never played before. My grandpa was on a dating site after my grandmother passed away in his 80s. And he was like, how does this internet work? But he was getting dates like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not everyone's success rate. If someone has left a relationship because of cheating or has decided to stay in a relationship because of cheating, do you have, if any, thoughts or advice on how to consolidate or deal with those feelings surrounding the cheat, being cheated on, or staying in the relationship afterwards? Yeah, I think the biggest one is to start recognizing how come you actually stayed. How come you want to stay? Or how come you are staying? Or how come you want to leave? Like actually sitting down with yourself and truly being real. And whatever that real is for you is perfectly okay. But if it's because you're afraid of being alone, admit that to yourself. It's okay. It's completely normal. I'm afraid of being alone. I think also sharing that with your partner can be really powerful. I'm staying in this relationship because I'm afraid of being alone. I don't know how to be without you. I don't know who I am without you. All of these things are a great conversation starting point because they have a probably had an impact on how come there was cheating in the first place and how come you're staying right now. After the situation where you were cheated on and you stayed together, and now you've obviously grown in so many different ways, what would happen now, Danita, for you if your partner cheated on you? Big conversations with true acknowledgement of my feelings. Um, I mean, I, we've had the, I've had this conversation with Kurt a number of different times. It never involved an affair, but it definitely involved us considering open relationships and what it would look like, how our family unit would function, how come we were feeling that way. Like, for example, at one point, uh, Kurt's career was really important to him and I was feeling unimportant in our relationship. It was that conversation of, I don't feel important. And how come I don't feel important? Well, it was me. That was within me. It was up to Kurt to make me feel important within the relationship, but it was also up to me to feel significant. And I had to work on that within myself before I could look to him to prioritize myself because it wasn't up to him to fill my void of feeling important or insignificant. That was up to me. Absolutely, Danita. And it, I think people can avoid a world of heartbreak by just having these open and honest conversations about the fear of being alone, sitting with their partner and telling them how they really feel potentially could help before the cheating actually happens. And I think the biggest thing is, is it's really hard to actually have these open and honest conversations because you don't want to hurt the other person. So there is probably some emotional connection to the person. I mean, at some point you probably loved them if you don't at the moment and you don't want to hurt their feelings or you're ashamed of the way that you feel. Yeah. 
you might be humiliated, embarrassed by what you're feeling. Like, how come I can't just be okay with what I have? And so until you work through those feelings yourself of like, how come I'm not okay with what I have? How come I'm embarrassed about this? How come I'm ashamed of this? Then it's pretty hard to be open and honest with your partner. Those are the biggest things that I recommend is actually sitting down with yourself before you sit down with your partner. How can you be asking yourself, how can you be honest? And how come I'm not being honest? Danita, thank you so much again for all your advice. (laughs) I have a takeaway and I still appreciate you. And thank you for sharing your story about the cheater. But I will say that if that had not happened, I wouldn't have been as honest with myself going forward. Exactly. It's all a learning experience. 100%. Thanks, Danita. Thank you, Jen. And thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.